You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Yeah, okay, so I asked you this about the Chiefs earlier. Do you guys come away thinking anything different about the Chargers? Well, I guess my concerns were they couldn't stop the run, and I didn't think they did a particularly good job at that, but their pass rush was good. Um, No, they're really good. I, I like know you that, still view them as legitimate yeah. contenders in yes. the AFC this year. Dude, they yes. got one of the best pass rushes. They've got a good secondary. They've got stars. They can score. They didn't even have their second best off- offensive weapon tonight. Like, how am I supposed to walk out of that game and be like, I don't know, Chargers? Like, no, they're really good. They're still one of the best teams in the AFC. They're still going to scare me in November. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting because. There's this thing I think we do as Chiefs fans because we have all of these memories of the Chargers charging, right? Of them always finding ways to get in their own way. And it'd be really easy to fall into the trap of looking at this game and saying, look, at they did it again. You had the Chiefs dead to rights and then you blew it. And none of that's wrong. And we opened the show by talking about how, you know, the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC West. They are still everyone's daddy, but yet there's part of me that says, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's like, a, it's like this internal battle of, well, they did kind of do chargers things and they blew the game, but also they looked really damn good for about three and a half quarters. Look in their last three games, they're two and one, one and two against each other. I just think that we're going to watch this matchup 10 times over the next five years. And they're going to finish five and five and they're all going to be close as hell. Like, even the Chiefs got down two touchdowns against the Chargers at Arrowhead last year and ended up being a six-point game, and the Chiefs had a chance. Like, it's mm-hmm. – I just think they're always going to be close. So I have a hard time – especially, like – and think about the factors, Nick. Why would I think differently about two teams that are playing a divisional game? Like, the Chargers are playing a divisional road game on a short week. Be kind of petty of me to try to, like, ding them as a team that's not serious because they lost a close divisional game on the road on Thursday night football. Like, yeah, things go wrong. You don't play well. And that pick by Herbert in that moment cost them the game. So it felt like chargering. But it did, I don't know, not in the traditional way. Charging the traditional way is what I thought they were going to do against the Raiders the week before, where they were up two scores and comfortably the best team the entire night. They let the Chiefs hang around all night. They should have put themselves up by more. Pretty much a majority of that game, they should have put themselves up by more. But the second it was still close to the end, it's hard to be like they're charging. No, it was a tie game and they made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's Mahomes versus Herbert, I feel like it could be a coin flip either way. And for the majority of that game through three quarters, I thought we were not going to come out with the win. So the last time they played, I pointed this out. The last time they played, it was 14 13 going into the fourth quarter, and that game finished 34 28. So, like, I didn't even think it was a chance that they just wouldn't score a bunch in the fourth again this time. They still scored more. I just thought there was a chance they might score more and more and more. I don't know. I still walk out. I, I still think these two quarterbacks are great. They still make throws that I don't watch other NFL quarterbacks make very often. 
et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like when you watch these guys play, it's hard for me to feel differently about either team as far as how good they can be this season. Okay, well, taking the focus back to the Chiefs, what is the biggest thing that they need to improve on for week three and beyond based on what we saw tonight? I mean, they're still not going to get McDuffie. I don't think that this was a bad enough performance because Jalen Watson had that pick. I We had said, if it goes bad enough, well, then they got to go find a veteran corner. Like, if it goes bad enough. Now, I think their biggest problem was they don't have a guy with the size to guard Mike Williams, but Trent McDuffie being there wasn't going to solve that. Trent McDuffie's like five ten and a half. <laughs> he wasn't going to be the guy to lock down six foot five Mike Williams. Uh, probably offensive line communication. I mean, I'd like him to start quicker on defense rather than get kind of picked apart early and then settle in, but offensive line communication kind of feels like the obvious thing. And then I think Andy, and then honestly, the biggest the biggest problem I saw again in this game is, I don't know if they're just going to have to find cute ways to get it or actually trust themselves to do it. This team, for the fourth consecutive year, stinks on short yardage situations. Beat it up again. Can't get it done. Don't trust themselves to get it done. That's why they kicked that field goal with Amendola. They didn't trust themselves to get the yard. They mm-hmm. did. They had punched it in. But in the two previous third and ones, they didn't get it. They got stopped. And when it came to that moment and Andy had a second to think about it, he decided to go the other way. You know, in a perfect world, we always talk about this with teams that have great offenses. And when the, when the great offense isn't playing great like it wasn't in the first half, we always sort of talk about how, well, can, can the defense just bail you out for one game? And tonight they did, right? Tonight yeah. they, they came in. And so I'm never going to have the highest expectations for this defense. If they can be top 15 in the NFL, I won't complain one bit. But the route to being a Super Bowl contender is always going to lie offensively. This team is a Super Bowl contender if they have one of the five best offenses in the NFL yet again. They they looked like that. They looked like that in the first in the first game. They didn't look like a top five offense in the NFL today. But you still have Patrick Mahomes, and he's always going to make a few of those I'm not from planet Earth type plays that are going to help win you games, which he did tonight. But my answer still lies with the offense and the offensive line. Like you can't be the eighth best offense. You got to be one of the best offenses. I trust Mahomes. If he has time, he's going to find the receivers. Like maybe Juju's not Tyreek and he's not going to be able to be as consistently a part of the game plan week to week. That's fine. But if he has time, he's going to make it work. He had time last week. He was making some circus plays. The offensive line gets it together, and I think a lot of our concerns are going to be alleviated regardless of what happens defensively. Kayla, can we at least agree to eliminate the short side of the field jet sweep towards all pro defenders? Can we just eliminate that specific play from the playbook? Because Andy keeps trying it. He keeps thinking, what if we give the ball and hand off to a wide receiver in a short yardage situation to the short side of the field? It'll it'll work. Maybe... Uh, I always think of the Tobias Fumke gift when they're like, has it worked in the past? No, but it might work for us. Like, no, it won't. It's not a successful play call. Please stop calling it. But we yeah, are in I'll- agreement. Yes, that can stop. Hey, by the way, um, it should be noted. It's not going to show up in the box score, but Jody Fortson did get yet another red zone target. He did. He yep. needed though. He wasn't aggressive enough at the point of catch. He needed to box that guy out, Nick. Okay. Who, okay. Who are you? Come on. Box him out. <laughs> Be more aggressive at the point of catch. 
That's not normally a sentence I say, but I felt like he could have been. No, and it shouldn't be towards the ball more. <laughs> you don't get to coach Jody Fortson on this podcast or anywhere for that matter. <laughs> I do like video. On that play, by the way, on that play, Mahomes didn't look at anyone else. No, it was only designed to snap the ball, looking straight to 80. Yep. They were like, what? he's big. I'm throwing it to the big guy. One of you tweeted about it. I saw it, I think. I think it was you, Cody. Uh, I didn't. I was. I didn't want to jinx my guy. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. I'm, st- I I'm still holding out hope that Jody Fordson and I could be close personal friends someday. I would love that for you, Nick. And then we could get him on the podcast. That would be I great. Would right I after Chris Jones and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jones, your dad. Jody Fordson. We've got quite a we'll list figure, going. And then we'll figure it out from there. Really, it's all just gravy after that moment. We could probably get our guy Creed Humphrey at this point. He's come on our shows enough that we formed a close personal bond. That's not I'm, true. We just, I just, we've just had him on the show. It's a one-sided I'm, personal bond. Yeah. I'm jealous you guys got to talk to uh, Tony Gonzalez this week. How do we get him on the podcast? Uh, well, that felt like luck that we even got him on the show. So, um, okay. well, I mean, here's the thing. Amazon might be more willing to share their people more not because, you know, they bought I that knew. thing for a gajillion dollars or 0.1% of Jeff Bezos net worth, but they bought it for a lot of money and would like to let people know that they have a product. But I don't know. I honestly, we just sent an email. I mean, they said, sure. It took about 25 emails, but finally got it done. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed the Amazon Prime broadcast. Today. I did too. too. Huge fan of Carissa Thompson. She is a sweetheart. I love her to death. Uh, I thought they all did great. It was very like had this young, fresh feel. I don't know. It was no. It was I all agree. working for me. Nick, you like the side broadcast. Did you tune into the Dude Perfect mega cast? Did you? <laughs> no, did you get but over I to saw, that one. <laughs> I saw. I saw like a clip somebody put on Twitter during the game, and it was just like, "What is the point of this broadcast?" And it was dude perfect on 75% of the screen. And then like on the top right corner, it was the game. And then all of a sudden it was like the dude perfect guys playing backyard football with DeMarcus Ware. So I was like, uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be quite as entertaining as the Manning cast. I but I like- thought, what about the Nickelodeon cast? Okay. Yeah. Love you, the Nickelodeon. Okay. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the slime zone. Kayla, I, I probably should have told you that when we started this podcast, big fan of the slime zone. I just like the idea that you would get too high or something on accident. And then you turn to the dude. Perfect. one. you're like, am I watching the game? <laughs> what the hell is happening? You think what the dude perfect is doing, throwing it to Marcus, where is really happening? Like, did they get a touchdown? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's because it's so it, small. It, you're confused. But you're so right. Whenever they launch a new broadcast of any kind, everybody just wants to shit on it and be like, oh, I don't like this. This is the worst ever. It's pretty strong. I thought tonight was great. I thought the pregame stuff, I thought yeah. that whole panel with Carissa and Tony G and Fitzmagic was awesome. And Richard Sherman, like that's a good crew. Yeah. And then you had Taylor Rooks, who's an incredible interviewer doing like the pregame interview with, with Patrick Mahomes. And then obviously Al Michaels is the goat. And Kirk Herbstreet, even though, you know, you know him for college football, I thought he was really solid too. Yeah. So I thought the whole thing was great. I know some people had like streaming issues and stuff, but. I think we should steal their theme music as our intro music. I think it's strong. I just like that as our intro okay. music now. Let's just take well, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Let's just take it. <laughs> Let's not worry about legal issues or trademarks or anything of that matter. We'll just make it ours mm-hmm. now. You think they'll come after us? For well. Their- Amazon Prime, 
And I'd imagine they have a team of pretty expensive lawyers. Honestly, I mean, I just give up after the cease and desist. I'm just, you know, <laughs> they have to still send it first. It's worth, you know, taking a chance, maybe. If anybody from Odyssey is listening, I, for one, <laughs> love our intro music. Ask That's probably forgiveness, not permission. Is that how mm -hmm. it works? Probably yeah. a good day. Nick and I have been uh, poking the Odyssey bear lately, so it's it's probably better that we don't make it four days or four things. I don't even know why you're saying this. Why we do that on the radio? <laughs> don't bring it to another podcast. Too. Don't involve me in this. <laughs> yeah, Actually, don't involve like... me either for that matter. Don't drag me down <laughs> with you guys. Sorry, I like what? we get in trouble every once in a while. We try not to, but it happens. I love Odyssey. Me too. Just want that on the record. Kayla and I love Odyssey. I also love Odyssey. So <laughs> and the Amazon Prime uh, broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. They don't even pay me. I just actually really like that broadcast. Just love all around. We're just really high after that win. Uh, obviously, obviously, we're all happy because like the Chiefs won. They're 2-0. and This felt like an easy 1-1 one one start to the schedule or 2-2 two two start to the schedule mm -hmm. that we've all lived with. And now 2-2 two two is the worst they can start. I'll be honest. The one thing in the game that shocked me still was... I'm sorry. Did both Andy and Brandon Staley leave their big boy pants at home? Because they both played that game very conservatively. Andy's kicking field goals from the one. Staley's punting at every 50-yard line, fourth and two. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Thursday I night football, I... man. That's Thursday night football for Or you. is that just AFC West rivals? Where Staley Maddie cost him a couple of games last year. But everyone, Maybe. it was the most conservative game I've seen either of them coach almost. It was like, I don't know, like Andy's not the most aggressive coach, but he's certainly aggressive. And it took to fourth and inches before Staley's like, okay, fine, I'll go for it. Like that was it. <laughs> there were so yeah. many other chances. It felt like both teams could have secured the win easier if they were more aggressive. I agree. Question for you guys. Just, yeah. Aside from the Watson play, what was our favorite moment of tonight? Clyde. Clyde oh, had a big that 53 yards. That big run. That big run. Yeah, man. It's just like that. I mean, that run was big, but also just him looking good for a second straight game. Mm -hmm. Like, I know there was a lot of chatter about Pacheco and, and McKinnon. What's this backfield going to look like? He, for the second straight game, established that he is the most talented player in that backfield, and he's not going anywhere. I'll give it to Justin Watson. Their fifth wide receiver cooked their $100 million corner. He jab-stepped their $100 million corner for a post-touchdown that Mahomes dropped an absolute dart for. So, mm, that one probably. I mean, I know it's one-on-one -on -one coverage, but he beat their best corner. He beat, he beat their high-priced corner. He's their fifth wide receiver, and he did it. So, probably Justin Watson. I mean, there were, Chris Jones was also incredible, but yes. Jalen Watson still stands out as the, the most incredible moment of that game because – Seventh round rookies who you're starting because your first round rookie was injured are not the guys who are supposed to seal the win for you. And I know there was still a lot of time left in that game after he picked it, but that was the game winning moment. They were getting ready to go down seven and instead they were up seven. I mean, no, nothing more needs to be said than in that moment when he completely flipped the game and it seemed like, and like, look, there were some other moments where it felt like the Chiefs could grab the momentum and didn't. And the Chargers are back in, but didn't quite get there. But the, the Watson moment stands out. Because Both you Watson. guys already took those, I am going with getting to see Tony Gonzalez dunk the goalpost in the pregame. Still yeah. got it. How Still great was it, that man. to see? Still got it. Loved it. Loved it all around. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. The Chiefs are 2-0 and oh as we have a 10-day break heading into Indy in 10 days. So that is Nick Schwartz.
Cody Tapp. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City, and we will be back with you guys on Monday.